0: From Los Angeles, California, this is the Rider Strike Chronicles podcast, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Tuesday, December 18th, day 43 of the Rider Strike. In the next several episodes of this podcast, we'll be hearing from men and women of color from the picket lines at Diversity Day in front of Paramount Studios. And in today's episode, we'll be talking to Kimberly Myers, the Director of Diversity for the Writers Guild of America. Before we continue, I just need to state that I've just had a bout of laryngitis in the past 24 hours, so I need to keep this voiceover short and sweet. But I want to stress to you listeners out there that today, December 18th, the Federal Communications Commission is rushing to vote on sweeping changes to media ownership rules. The plan is to ease limits on newspaper company ownership of television stations. And in a nutshell, if these changes are passed, it will allow big media to get even bigger. Why is this a big deal? Big media ignore diversity. Big media have limited ownership opportunities for women and people of color, pushing them off the public airways and stifling vital voices. Coverage of issues that matter to people of color, to women, to the middle and working class and rural communities has disappeared. The result? Media that fail to represent our nation's diversity. So if you go right now to StopBigMedia.com, you can check out what's at stake and send your own message directly to your elected officials. Okay, that's all I have to say on this matter. So let's roll sound with Kimberly
1: Myers. My name is Kimberly Myers. I'm the Director of Diversity at the Writers Guild. So why Diversity Theme Day? Well, we have an incredible group of writers in the Writers Guild who are diverse people. We actually have seven committees, believe it or not, where people who have similar interests and backgrounds have formed a committee to have dialogue with each other, to do advocacy work. And we have a committee of black writers. We have a Latino Writers Committee. We have an Asian-American Writers Committee. We have a Women's Committee. We have a Writers with Disabilities Committee. Let's see what else. We just started, believe it or not, an American-Indian Writers Committee, which is brand new. And we have a Gay and Lesbian Writers Committee. And we have a, an Age Awareness Committee, which is older writers. So each one of these groups as I said, I really see the purpose of these committees as having, they have a couple of purposes. One is community building, just a sense of, you know, it's good to be with other people who have common interests and experiences. So that's, that's a very positive thing. And I think everyone wants to feel that they're part of a community.
0: In fact, I have an underground podcast that most people don't know about, but we have a drinking game. Anytime somebody says the word community, the audience and everybody around has to drink. So
1: we have some water here. If you use that word again, we're going to have to drink. Okay. Okay, very good, very good. All right, that's good. So, um... And then we also, those committees also do networking events, which are designed to help them broaden their their contacts and therefore further their careers in the industry. We also do various kinds of advocacy, and that can be events that relate not only to writers, but perhaps members of larger community-based groups. Wow. Members of larger larger groups. So anyway, we have these various committees. They are active normally throughout the year doing all kinds of events and that's one of the things that my department does is, is we coordinate and help to create these events with the various committees of writers. Well, because of the strike, all of those activities really are on hold because we're, we're just not hosting events like that at the moment. All the resources of the guild are really focused on the strike. So I guess we began to feel like a lot of people on the committees began to feel like they were missing getting together, they were missing the energy of being with their peers. And so it was decided, it was actually initiated by a member of the Black Writers Committee, Let's Do a Diversity Day. It really was initiated from the members. And then my department worked with them to invite a lot of people, make sure the word got out not only to writers but to a lot of actors as well. And I think we generated some great energy here today. But it really was, I think, came out of a sense of we we have a strong commitment on the part of these various committees to improving the diversity that is within the Writers Guild. That's one of the things that my department is about, is to make sure that writers of different backgrounds, as I tried to say in my little moment here, have equal opportunities. So that ultimately our guild will not just be 10%, you know, or less people of color, but that our guild membership will ultimately be more reflective of the society. At large, if you're if you're being watchdog over um, opportunities
0: and equal opportunities, are are you saying? And I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but are you saying that there are
1: currently not opportunities? Well, I think there are. I think there are less opportunities, only in the sense that you know most of the most studios and networks are. It's a tight-knit group of people. People tend not, I don't believe, because they are inherently racist, at least most people, I think, but people tend to work with those they know. They work within their comfort zone. They work with people they've worked with before. You know, there's a lot of pressure in the entertainment industry, pressure. You know, you feel like you have your one moment to succeed. You tend to want to surround yourself with people that you're familiar with. So, you know... I, I think that the universe for people of color is a smaller universe of accessibility. I, yes, I do believe that. So I think what we have to do is sort of raise the consciousness up and get these writers to be more visible so that the work of all these talented writers is known about and taken as seriously as you know the other group of writers that gets all the jobs. So, you know, I mean, there's a huge discrepancy. If you say that under 10% of all Writers Guild members are people of color, I mean, that's, that, that's a ludicrous statistic compared to the population. I think I heard that today on the line. Yeah. So, I mean, that has to change. You know, I think it is changing. I think there's a commitment on the part of the Guild to make it change. But it's, it requires, you know, constant advocacy, and you have to talk to, you have to constantly be pushing the work of these other writers forward so that people know. And, and people can't say, well, you know, well, you know, are there any talented black writers, Latino writers, Asian writers? I get very tired of hearing that question. I mean, are there any, people will tend to see not, they won't say, are there any talented? They'll say, well, are there any experienced uh-huh. You know, well, how do you get experience? Teen- right, exactly. Well, a there are experienced writers in all of those categories. You may not. I would say to that person, you may not know them. But I can introduce you to some of them, number one. So are there experienced people? Well, yes, there are. Number two, if you'd like to find a way to get to know those people, I can help that happen for you. And third of all, exactly what you're saying. There would be even more experienced writers of those persuasions if you would give them a chance. So you know it's a it's a it is a catch twenty-two, you know. You have to you have to help people launch their careers and find their way into the industry, and that's what some of the programs we're trying to create, like we're trying to create a guild mentoring program that will really be helpful to new writers where some experienced guild members will be mentoring these up-and-coming people. And then once they do get launched. You have to sort of be vigilant about helping them continue to have opportunities as their careers progress. Okay, as we wrap this up, I noticed that a big word
0: or a big phrase on the writer side of things is we're all on the same page. Can you, wrap, can you
1: part, do your parting shot on that? Well, I hope that in the future we'll all be on the same page when it comes to diversity as well. Let me put it that way. I think that we have a ways to go in that regard. I think there is incredible unity among the writers right now, and in that regard, regarding the issues of the strike. And I think you see it here today. I mean, we are united as writers. Now, once we reach a successful resolution, which I know is going to happen eventually, we got to get on the same page about the issue of diversity as well. And that's something that, you know, I'm actually really looking forward to working on. So that's what I have to say about it.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Okay. You have been listening to the Writer Strike Chronicles podcast. For more information, visit our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com.